Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on this journey from consciousness to cluelessness and back around again. Today on the podcast, I am doing a follow-up from last week's episode with Kate Morton. Definitely go check that out, episode 131, all about seed cycling and hormonal health. So I'm going to talk about my experience with that because she inspired me to try an update on everything that's going going on with my endometriosis and just about experiences in healthcare in general because part of living a conscious life is being able to advocate for yourself and your health. Here we go. This podcast is supported by Who Gives a Crap. Who Gives a Crap is an eco-friendly toilet paper company that donates 50% of its profits to help ensure everyone has access to clean water and a toilet within our lifetime. Who Gives a Crap has donated almost 8 million US dollars to nonprofit organizations who help provide clean water and toilets all over the world. Who Gives a Crap is delivered straight to your door with carbon neutral delivery. I love that it comes that way. I don't have to think about it. It's an automatic subscription, and I want you to try it. You can check out Who Gives a Crap and get $10 off your first order over $54 with the code CARLY10. That's C-A-R-L-Y-10, or check out the link in the show notes. If you listened to last week's episode, you have heard a little bit about seed cycling. I'm not going to go too far into it, but the overarching idea is that you eat different types of ground-up seeds at different points in your menstrual cycle to help balance your hormones and ideally make your cycle easier to manage and handle, which if you've been around here for more than five seconds, you will know that I need. If you're new and this is your first episode, first of all, props to you for really going for it. But second of all, I have terrible periods. There's no other way to say that. I was diagnosed with endometriosis, which just means that the tissue that should be growing inside of my uterus is growing outside in spots that it shouldn't be, and it causes a lot of pain and inflammation and other issues. That diagnosis and that pain and the increasingly terrible time I've been having led me to look up different ways to manage periods and endometriosis. My goal was really to find a way to integrate Western and Eastern medicine because I don't think either one is solely the answer. But my story, my background with the healthcare system in our country, specifically for me in Minnesota, has been pretty rocky in terms of getting them to understand what I'm going through and to be taken seriously. So before I get into seed cycling, I'm changing my mind here on the fly. Let's talk about a little bit about what led me to that. So when I was 13, I got my period and it was pretty standard, nothing to write home about. My mom was prepared. It was in a Sam's Club. She pulled out a bag of pads and tampons. Apparently, she'd been carrying around for a while. So we were good. We were ready. However, every month, they got worse and worse and worse. I was in excruciating pain. The cramps. It was super heavy. I was missing school. I was throwing up. I was 
in so much back pain and it was just really honestly miserable and it kept getting worse. Finally, after a few years of that, doctors suggested I go on hormonal birth control, the pill, to help with some of these major side effects. I, at the time, was not even sexually active yet, so this really was just for my periods. And I went on them, and truthfully, it was like, okay, wow, what a world of difference pretty instantaneously. And when you have been in pain and you feel that there's a difference and you don't really know any better, I was a teenager, I was like, yeah, this is it. The pill is magic, and I will be on this for the rest of my life. Now, I need to be clear. I am not against the pill. I am 100% here for accessibility for every single person to birth control in whatever form they need. However, I do think the pill has been used as a band-aid solution for women experiencing issues with their cycle because it does cover it up for a while, but it isn't actually solving the problem of what's going on underneath. It literally is a band-aid solution. So I was on the pill for 10 years total. A few times in there, it would get bad, and I would talk to a doctor about it and would just be either kind of like, yeah, that's normal, it's just a phase, it'll get better again, or let's just switch you to a different birth control. I remember specifically in grad school, one doctor telling me that I was probably just stressed. I said to her, I think I shouldn't be on birth control anymore, I don't feel like myself, my cycles are weird, I'm not, just something's off, and she told me I was stressed. Which, was I stressed because I was in grad school writing a thesis? Of course. But she just completely dismissed my own lived experience. And I just said, okay, I didn't really have anything else to go on, and I also didn't have a diagnosis of anything else at this point. So, a few years ago, cut to me thinking, I'm healthy, I'm fit, I can figure this out, I'm a health coach, I'm just going to take myself off of the pill, no big deal, and it'll be fine. I did that, and my periods got horrible again, like when I was a teenager. I mean, just terrible, 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 terrible. And they have only gotten worse. So after a few years of that, I decided to, and also my family was pushing for me to finally get this figured out and talk to a doctor. And it was that that led to a diagnosis of endometriosis. And the wild thing is they shared that given the description of my period at an early age, I've probably been dealing with this in their guesstimate for a long time. And it was just covered up by the birth control. So now I've been on this journey of figuring out what the hell to do. Because... The first couple doctors I talked to were literally just like, well, you can go back on birth control. And I said, okay, but are there other options? And many people said not really, or just kind of like, this is what'll work. And I have an amazing primary care physician who was willing to actually talk to me about these things and refer me to a OBGYN who would specialize in this kind of integrative approach. I didn't want to just talk about the pill or any other hormonal birth control because if that is what I need to do, I will absolutely do it because I'm pretty miserable. 
but I wanted to talk about what else was going on and what else was out there. And was there something we could do to not just get rid of the symptoms, but get rid of what was going on? Why was this happening? And what else could I do, basically? So I did all this research on my own. And one of the kind of quote unquote natural, which not quote unquote, it is natural, just natural, the natural solutions or aids in kind of mitigating this pain was seed cycling. Now, because the universe is hilarious, I had also recently connected with Kate from last week's episode through a podcast collective I'm a part of, and I just felt like the universe was like, why don't you try this? So I have been seed cycling for two cycles now, which means I just find whatever meal it makes sense once a day to put that part of my cycle seeds in. It is really, really easy. Funkit Wellness makes it super easy. I still have a code going for them if you want to try them. Check out the show notes if this is something that feels like it might help. And here's my honest review. Cycle one, after starting it, I had just started doing it, didn't really notice any different. This last cycle felt a tiny bit more reasonable. And I don't know if that was other factors, but it wasn't as bad. I mean, the bar is low, but I am interested to keep doing this for a few months because I know it takes a few months to see if it can help with some of the pain. Because really, the worst part of dealing with this endometriosis is the pain, and the pain causes nausea and fatigue. And if I could help mitigate that inflammation and that pain, I think I would really be getting somewhere. So that is the integrative approach that I've been trying in terms of um, a more natural form of mitigating these symptoms. I am also talking to a surgeon and getting more information on the possibilities for surgery, which that looks like it might be a pretty strong possibility at this point, but that could change as I find out more information to figure out what's going on in there, get some of the tissue out if possible, and then try and figure out how to move forward after that. So I'm doing a little bit of both, a little bit of everything, and I wanted to be honest about where I was at with the seed cycling, with the journey, because I know as soon as I started talking about this, so many women in my life, women that I was close to or women I've met through the internet or Instagram or whatever, were like, oh yeah, same, I've had this, or I have a friend who's had endometriosis or XYZ. So I wanted to continue to share about it because I think that's how we learn. We're not talking about women's health enough and in a lot of states in the United States and in other places around the world, there actually are rollbacks pushing women backwards in terms of having access to equitable health care and decisions over their body and having any sort of body autonomy. So it's important to keep sharing your stories whether they are good or bad, horror stories or success stories about your experience in healthcare and your experience with your bodies and your health because we need to hear them. We need to hear from each other and we need to hear about it more and more. And we need to normalize these conversations because periods are normal, sex is normal, hormones are a part of everyone's life. All these things need to be normalized so we can talk about them and people can feel less shame and they can figure them out. 
So I'll get off my soapbox there. But the summary is seed cycling, digging it so far, and I'm willing to keep trying. The journey with figuring this out through the healthcare system is finally starting to feel a little better. It is still really hard because you get one appointment and then you have to be shipped off to somebody else to meet with someone and you can't get an appointment for three months. So it just feels like it drags on. But being persistent is important, but it's also a privilege. And that is how I want to kind of wrap up this episode is that I am often struck recently. I have been a lot again with how much of a privilege it is to be consistent and to be kind of a hound dog with figuring out your own health and to have the information to say, I'm going to look it up myself and I'm going to advocate for myself. I feel safe enough to say, okay, fine, I'm done. You're not listening to me. I need you to hear this, or I'm going to find another doctor. It took me a while to be comfortable with finding another doctor and trying other people. And so that's a huge privilege. But if you can do that and you can help others do that, please, please do, because that is part of making change within this system that is so broken and that not only is not equitable for women, but then even worse so for women of color and for trans folks, navigating the healthcare system is oftentimes a complete nightmare. So we have to keep advocating for ourselves if we have the space and the time and the resources to do so because you might change that outcome for somebody else who is not being advocated for or can't advocate for themselves. So this this journey, although I feel like I'm still really in the infant stage, has really reminded me of that importance and I just want to keep sharing that as well. So if you have any sort of story with endometriosis or seed cycling or anything like this, I would love to hear about it. And I would love for you to feel confident to share that. So please keep talking about it and learning and listening. And hopefully I have a good or at least somewhat good update for you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. If that's somewhere like Apple Podcasts, leave a review and you could be read on air as the review of the week. Looking for more podcast content, yoga videos, meditations, and all-around amazing community? Head over to patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and check out what's going on. And finally, if you are ready to make changes in your life but don't really know where to begin, let's work together. Head over to consciouslycarly.com and we can start the process and get you happy. Until next time.